You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. I was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Morning. The Big Show. Wednesday. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Downtown studio. Flames season finale tonight at home against the San Jose Sharks. Nothing beats a lame duck hockey game in April. That's what the Flames are playing tonight. At least there's some intrigue. Yeah. At least you'll be interested. Couple names possibly making their debuts tonight. Now, I I, I kind of want to pat myself on the back. Yeah, you did. You called that. Because I go, what about the, ooh, what about the wolf? What about that wolf man, Jack? I'm dead, baby. Didn't he die? No, he didn't die on the plane. I, that was the big bopper died on the plane with Richie Valens, buddy. Holland. Yeah, that could have been. Um, no, it wasn't the wolf man, Jack. He lived for years and years and years, radio legend. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I say, hey, why not give, throw Dustin Wolf a cookie and give him an NHL start? That's crazy. But apparently we might see that tonight, which is fun. And we'll see Matt Coronado. That's fun. And maybe we see Jacob Pelletier, but we've seen a lot of Jacob Pelletier. I'd like, to see, I'd like to see him play with Matt Coronado. Yeah. That's what Ooh. I want to see. Look at you. With Backlund as a center. Sure. Kadri is the one place I think, like, oh, hey, okay. he's going to be here forever for sure. Not Backlund's too. done after next year. You may as well throw him with the kids, see what happens. Okay. What, are you saying Backlund's not going to be a flame for life? I don't know. Hmm. Do we really know on anybody who's signed after this year? Every time we talk to Eric or we talk to Ryan Leslie, everyone winds of change are a-blowing. <laughs> And I'm like, I I don't know who it could be, man. Yeah. Is it gonna be is it gonna be the coach? Is it gonna be the GM? Is it gonna be one of the guys that's done after next year? Is it gonna be everybody? Are they bringing back any UFAs? I don't know. You you just put it on a T for me. Well, tell me. Uh, take a swing, bud. Um, got a poll question. It's been a while since we threw it a poll. Oh yeah, enjoy it. What Twitter Blue is gonna take over? You got to be verified to do polls sooner rather than later. I don't know. Yeah, like in a week. Is that what it is? I think it's April 18th. I don't know. I've had a blue check mark for a long time and I, what if there, whatever. I tried to get a blue check mark when you came here to do this show and it seemed like a big process and then Buddy took over and I was like, "Listen, this thing's not going to last anyways." Oh, uh, I'm going to Okay. I'm going to just go ahead and be totally unver I'm going to be a rogue Twitter follow. Yeah. Just totally un So follow. So I uh <clears throat> I um <laughs> throw out a poll question. Throw out a poll question at George Russick, at Matt Rose YYC, at Sportsnet 960. Which member of the Flames organization could be involved in his last game with the club tonight? Other, please write in. Milan Lucic, Daryl Sutter, Brad Tree Living, or D, my my stock answer for any test in high school, all of the above. <laughs> when all else fails, pick all of the yeah. above. I don't know. Uh, weigh, I, in, weigh in, too, on the text line, 960-960, name and location. I got some dumb stuff I want to do today, too. Oh, I love dumb stuff. Yeah, and we're also playing Impossible Flames Trivia at 830. That falls under the category. So Alex actually had a great idea this morning. No. Well, I, I, I really? know I know it sounds fictitious. <laughs> really, George? <laughs> I know it sounds fictitious. Even Alex is questioning what you're saying. This feels yeah. like it's going to be a backhanded compliment. Alex but please, go me, ahead. Alex goes to me, goes, why don't you give me the answer to Impossible Flames trivia so I can follow along on the text line because we get so many text messages. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. good call. And then someone ends up going, yo, I had it. And we were like, oh, shoot, someone so did get it. <laughs> I'm going to give the answer to both Alex and Patrick Oh, right before we Patrick do it. Patrick, too? And you're the only one who's not going to know. Oh, I hate oh. playing this. <laughs> yeah, because I always do so well. Like, what do <laughs> you got to be negative yeah. net this Hate's morning, a Patrick? Strong word. Sorry, I, I I get frustrated playing Okay. It. Is it because you, you're usually really good at trivia and this one is impossible, yeah, I would ma- say? Yeah, it makes my brain start to... I get that smooth brain going. I'm like... Uh, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> I, lo- I like when people can, compl- oh, that's dumb, or that's, yeah, well, it's supposed that's to be super point. hard. 
It's point. not like it's not super easy flames trivia. No, that'd be a silly <laughs> contest. Yeah. Like super easy flames trivia. No, we we don't do that. Today's a doozy. The too. textures are good. They come up with some good good yeah, guesses. They do. I I like the wrong guesses as much as oh, I like yeah. the right ones, frankly. Yeah. Uh but the poll question's up. Which member of the Flames organization uh could be involved in his last game with the club tonight? Uh Milan Lucic, Daryl Sutter, Brad Tree Living, all of the above. Um Raptors are playing their playing game tonight. Raptors down against in Miami. Oh no, Chicago. No, against no. Chicago. Yeah, they got at home. Yeah, the windy move. city, as they, they say. They win here, they go to Miami. Yeah, yeah. So um Alvin Williams is gonna join us at 730. A Will's great. Yeah. In the NBA Raptors analyst for Sportsnet. Big Philly guy. He'll join us at 730. We've had him on before. Always a fun chat. He's great. It's, uh, yeah, it's great NBA stuff. Yeah. It's just that time of year. We'll see if the Raptors can get in. Yeah. If they uh, can qualify for a chance to face the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. in the first so round. Alvin's but, really you know. good, so that's why we're having him on. Yeah. Um, I know some of you hate talking about basketball, mm. but listen, the Flames have one game left, and we got Stanley Cup playoffs, and what, we got to sit here and root against the Leafs and the Oilers? Like, that's essentially what you got left in this city. So you might as well. Draft lottery's not this weekend, so. No, it's and <laughs> should be. But it ain't. And uh, you mentioned uh, the aforementioned Eric Francis. He's going to join us at 5 after 8 this morning. With, I'm sure, some... uh, Maybe he'll give us a little hint on what winds of change are actually blowing. What winds of change are blowing? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's literally the Scorpion song. The winds of change, they are a-blowing. Because we actually, sometimes... We got to get that for a drop, by the way. Sometimes on this show, um, we have some, like, in-depth, serious interviews. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we had one with Ryan Leslie. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, third hour of the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Amazon. Yeah, we really dove into what the future of the Flames potentially could look like with Ryan Leslie. And I loved how transparent and honest he was. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he knows a couple of things he didn't really want to share, but he kind of... Or can't be yet. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of stuff is going to be... Yeah. If, the thing is, when you get something like this and you feel like you can kind of bring it even to that point, you got to feel like there's things in motion that make you comfortable to get there. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Um, Lots to discuss today. Also, you know what we forgot to do yesterday? What did we forget to do? Um, We, we talked about it. I teased it with Blake Murphy. We forgot to talk about the Baltimore oh. Orioles, what they do for home runs. You see the, what they do when they get a double? Yes. Oh, my God. So, that's awesome. So this is what I want to talk about. So when they hit a home run, we've seen the Blue Jays do the home run jacket. Mm-hmm. Which is no longer around. No. no more fun, all business this year. Yeah, they're just, which is dumb. Like, it's there's 162 games. <laughs> you got to have a little You got to have a little fun. Yeah, like, it's, the it's pi- baseball. The Pirates are also having really fun with their thing as well. What do the Pirates do? Lose they, all the time? They, 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 ooh, they're 7-5 nice. and five right now, actually. Actually, um, no, they they got like a, they do like a sword celebration, like a, like a pirate, like a oh, like a buccaneer. swashbuckling, yeah, like a um, yeah, and now they have a sword with like the angle to it, yeah, and, and they actually and they do have one that they have for the when they get back to the dugout, but when they're on base, they just do like this fake sword thing, which I thought was pretty cool too. So the Orioles, um, when they hit a home run, they do what's called uh, the dong bong, yeah. Where they <laughs> they said it's not the dong bong. No, it's the dong bong. Um, that's what it is because they call homers dongs, big ding dong. Yeah, like that's fine, totally fine. I like it. I like the dong bong. And what the what, you hit a home run, you got to do like a bong hit, like you're in like university or college. Yeah, like that's essentially what it is. Obviously, I don't think they're doing beers in there. They're just. <laughs> They're just probably like Gatorade or water, whatever it is. But what a, what a fun celebration. Uh, the dong bong. You don't like the Homer hose? Because no. it's got the big hose that they have to... That's I like how... Did you come up with that yourself no, just now? Because I found this yesterday. This was floating around. Yeah. And that was one of the big debates online. Mm-hmm. Is it the dong bong or is it the Homer hose? It's the dong bong. <laughs> the like or- Homer hose Homer hose is like the PG version. <laughs> The Ori- I prefer the PG-13 version of the dong bong. The Orioles say it is not the dong bong. Yeah, sure it is. They isn't. call it the homer hose. Yeah, sure they do. Uh, in or- <laughs> sure they do. Because that's what the players came up with, the dong bong. So now, as Patrick alluded to, uh, now what they do, when a guy hits a double, 
um, he goes up to second base and then does the dance move, the sprinkler. Oh, that's... And then guys in the dugout, like four or five guys, will shoot water out of their mouths like a sprinkler. <laughs> which is awesome. It's awesome. Look out, guys. The Orioles are having fun this yeah. year. Watch out for those fun Orioles. Yeah. I love it. Going to go into Baltimore. Yeah. Try not to get them to bring out the dong bong. Yeah, I wish hockey did more get, stupid stuff like that. Get the sprinklers. Did you see the Quinnipiac... Final uh, Frozen Four overtime goal. Yes. He did the Solani. He did the Solani where yeah. he threw the glove in the air and then chucked his stick over the ice. Yeah. Like Jack Hughes has done that a little bit every yeah. once in a while, like a big overtime celebration. So, but you don't really get it and, so much in the, the Pizzetta for the Habs to the Tiger Williams oh, on, yeah. the, and, and on then, the shootout. And then what did the NHL say? Oh, please, Jack, don't throw your stick Jack, in the Jack, please crowd. don't throw your stick. Somebody, 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 somebody. kind of dangerous. Of course. Anyway, um, so your point? Just... Celebrations in okay. hockey, but they this... happen. But they happen at the end of the game. Like yeah. there isn't really like, yeah, you well, how do you celebrate like Milan Lucic running some dude over in the neutral so, zone without like really starting even so, more of a hubbub? This is even before my time, mm-hmm. but um, I've seen highlights of this, and my cousin told me about this kind of stuff. So in the Stanley Cup playoffs, when they used to score a goal, the entire bench used to come and celebrate with the player. Yeah, so that's old school. Oh like, yeah, that's. Like they'd all come off the bench to celebrate with the player, and then they'd all go back. Early Montreal Canadiens, yeah. Like now we only do that if you get a thousandth point, yeah, something like that, or five hundred goals, or some milestone. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. We saw it what twice over the weekend. There, could you imagine in like a seven-six, like in the Flames and Oilers series, which game was it? Where super high scoring game one, where it was like what nine-six? Yeah, Yeah. and all of a sudden they came off the bench every time. Every time, goal. The game's like like four hours long. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they don't do that anymore. But But, uh, credit to the Orioles um, for doing the dong bong, not the Homer hose. It's such a lame name. (laughs) Homer hose. The dong bong. The old beer bong, man. I I haven't had, uh, I haven't drank it from a beer bong quite. We used to do the flabongo. What's that? Where you cut the head off of one of the plastic flamingos that you get for like a lawn ornament. And they're very hollow. So you can fit the whole beer in it. And then you can tip it. Mm. And uh, it has a similar suction kind of deal, so you can just get through your beer really fast. Um, we got the poll question up, but I also want to ask you at 960, 960, uh, name and location, what's your favorite drinking game? Mm. 960, 960, <laughs> name and location. Because obviously with the dong bong, yeah, yeah, like a lot of people, you know, just get after it, mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, I'm definitely a flip cup guy. Okay, yeah, I like because a little flip cup. The way uh, my friends and I do uh, the way my friends and I do flip cup, we mm. do like Stanley Cup playoffs, best of seven. Oh, and like you do a series, and then it gets super intense. Well, that's fun. Oh yeah, you have you do like like there's three, four, five people on each side of the mm-hmm. table. Yeah, and then it's a, it's a relay, obviously, and you do Stanley Cup style, best of seven, first four wins. I like that. And then the losing team has to do like a shot on top of the drinks you're already drinking doing mm-hmm. flip cup. Flip Cup, by the way, really, really gets you there faster, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because you're chugging, and all of a sudden you're flipping, and then things are getting out of hand really quickly. But what's your favorite drinking game? 960, 960, name and location. Do you have one? Yeah, I like uh, Stack Cup. So Stack Cup is where you get the one cup in the very middle, and then you kind of surround it with a C of other cups so okay. you get like 18 of them yeah and then it's a it's you got to bounce the ball off the table and get it into your cup and then there's like a, a cup that chases you as well Ooh. stacks on top of you so it creates a little bit of kind of that momentum and that feverish kind of energy around the table mm. it's really high paced it's a lot of fun and it'll get you absolutely buckled especially Ooh. if you uh you know can't bounce a ball into a cup um hot that- take no, that's fine. Patrick, do you have a favorite drinking game? Yeah, it was three man. That was always my favorite. Mm. Really mess with people. What's three man? Well, anybody who rolls a three becomes the three man, and they must take a drink every time somebody rolls. So oh. you can get really messed up. And until somebody rolls a three again, you are the three man. 
Oh, okay. So it really messes you up. You're like, please right. roll three. Please um, roll three. Sean in Calgary, Edward Forty Hands. What's Edward Forty Hands? Hey, tap- Edward Forty Hands is yeah. when you tape 40s onto your hands and you have to finish them before you're allowed to oh, tape them off. Oh, okay. Yeah, like one time. Usually malt liquor. Oh, that's that's the old Brett Laurie photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> From back in the day. <laughs> yes. Brett Laurie was uh, Edward Forty yes, Hands. He was. I've done that once. We did it when we were on a trip in New Zealand. But okay, they didn't wait, have the 40, malt liquor. Was it? It's forties, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Not like a forty of gin. No, it's a one point one four liter. It's, because it's, a, it's forty ounces of malt liquor. Yeah. Yes. Alex is our resident malt liquor expert. Yeah. Big. He big likes cold forty five. Cold forty five. Damn, big you're bear? smooth, Alex. Oh yeah. You get messed up. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You get messed up on Those that. There's Mojay in that. We did it uh, with uh, liter bottles of cider when we were in New Zealand, and we were in this hot spring, and. Uh, that got out of hand really fast. Interesting. Um, have you ever heard of fingers? Uh, more people, the better. A large chalice or jug in the middle filled with a drink uh, for everyone's drinking it. Everyone has a finger on the jug. Each player takes a turn guessing how many fingers were left on the jug. If you're correct, you're out and safe. Last person with the finger left chugs the jug. Oh, my God. That's vile. I, um, I'm i turned off by anything that has like everybody's drink added into one, and then one person has to drink it. But hey, sometimes it's actually not even that bad. Like you're you're preaching the choir. That's why I like flip cup because I'm only drinking exclusively <laughs> out of my own cup. Yes, I'm not sharing a cup. Yeah, that feels like that's it's right kinda, up your alley. It's right up my alley. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a big beer pong guy because I find that's a little gross. I'm not a beer big beer pong guy because I think the game is incredibly slow and really excludes a lot of people okay. at the party. I I think it's one of the more Nonsense drinking games, if we're being honest. That was going to be my hot take. Okay. Beer punk's kind of kind of trash. Uh, 960, 960, name and location. What's your favorite drinking game? Um, Flames um, play their uh, season finale tonight at home against the Sharks. I, I guess, like, I don't know who's coming out of the lineup, but apparently Dustin Wolf potentially could get the start tonight. They canceled practice yesterday, so it was like, Matt Coronado, uh, like everything we're hearing, Matt Coronado's going to make his NHL debut, and he absolutely should. That was what Eric Francis tweeted out yesterday, despite no practice. So, yeah, yeah we'll look forward to it. I don't, I'm intrigued to see what he can do. You know, the Sharks so, and the so last here's my, game of the season. Here's but. my thing. Um, does that mean Milan Lucic is coming out of the lineup? Because it could be his last game as a Calgary Flame. He should be really out there tonight, no? I wonder if there's anybody that's dealing with something that we don't really know about, and they're like, yeah, you can just take this one off. Like, if there's someone that's a little yeah. bit banged up or something like that, that would be maybe a little X factor to kind of get scratched yeah. for this one. Um, but be- I could see... Yeah, uh, because Milan Lucic is immediately your default to scratch, mm-hmm. but I don't think he should get scratched tonight, Yeah, because it's prob- it could be his last game as a Calgary Flame. Yeah. Hey, if you're bringing in a couple of young guys like Coronado and Pelche and stuff like that, maybe maybe you'll want the sheriff around on the fourth line there today yeah. for the final game of the season. Why not? I don't know. I, at this point, it's like I, I think Nick Ritchie could come out of the lineup because I think we all know what what you're what you're getting there. Um, maybe we see a little bit of Adam Rizicka get in. I'd like to see Walker Dewar stay in the lineup. Maybe Adam Trevor Rizicka, Lewis gets really? the game. Why not? I don't I don't know if he's gonna be effective or anything like that, but he's been yep. hanging around the team. You may as well yep. give him a game. Like him and Coronado and Phillips have been practicing as a line at practices for like 10 days now. Maybe just throw them out there and say, hey, have at her. Go yeah. Do what you can against the San Jose Sharks. Try not to get scored on by Eric Carlson. Yeah. Um. Before we get points. to, before we get, before we get to the Rose report, mm. Um. how relieved were you and Calgary Flames fans last night? Yeah. That uh, the Jets won in Minnesota. Ah, uh, I don't know. I thought the Jets were gonna get their point anyways. It really like maybe, but they got the win. They were. I was already over it, George. Honestly, when the end of that game came down and it was like, okay, they're missing the playoffs. Like there was almost a bit of an exhale. Like man, this. Just the the back half of this season and everything that went into it to the start and then for the kind of feverish chase down the stretch, I think it just wore a lot of people out. And at that point, I was just like, man, whatever. They're done. Just kind of moved past it. So that's how I felt yesterday, watching a little bit of that Wild and Jets game. I wasn't overly phased by it. 
I'd already come to terms with the season coming okay. to an end. Uh, I think it's a bit of a relief. Um, Patrick, uh, is your dad pumped that the Jets got it done last night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Is Nick Ehlers going to be okay and Josh right. Morrissey? That reverse hit from Ryan Hartman was something else. You know what? If the refs did their job and uh, took Reese out of the game for running, I forget who he ran into the boards from behind. There was a Nita Rider, maybe? Mm. Uh, yeah, it was Nita Rider. Running, if the refs took control of that, none of that stuff would have happened at the yeah. end of that um, game. I like the fact that Bonus and Everson oh, were yelling I love at each other, too. Oh, I love oh, the eyes. I love so when good. coaches yell yeah. at each other. Dean Evison has crazy oh, eyes. That's the meanest looking coach. Yeah. yeah. How about Rick Bonus going toe to toe with one of the craziest oh, yeah. looking dudes in the NHL? Yeah. Like when that guy care. gets his angry face, yeah. yeah, Bones out here getting. I his feel like I feel senior like Denny's dinner and scrapping with Evison. No problem. I wish <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish they had like a blood pressure monitor on Rick Bonus when he was yelling at Dean Evison there. Like it the was way probably they, dangerously high. They like RFID track all the players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they just like right to the Apple Watch. They're like, yeah. oh man. And he's elevated right now. Well, do you remember? Do you, I don't know if you guys ever watched poker. You know when poker had the big boom and it was on TV? Like Sportsnet, and I love Sportsnet. We still oh, I love you so much. Yeah, but, poker after dark. Yeah, but they used to have like, um, they used to have people's um, heart rates. You can make my yeah, I love you, Roger, so mm-hmm. much. I love you so much. Um, really? They used to have people's heart rates. Hmm. Yeah. I like every once in a while, you know, a show ends and ten, and poker comes on absentmindedly. Right. And you'll you'll watch exactly. a couple hands. Yeah, but they used uh, to have the heart. That's and they interesting. Used to show like, wouldn't that be neat with coaches see what their blood pressure is at? Yeah, the, like wh- like what was Rick Bonus's <laughs> blood pressure at last night? I want, when he was screaming at Dean Evison. I want to see an active tally of pieces of gum chewed. Yeah, I want to see an expletive counter. Yeah, uh, like I want when, all these things. Like when Bruce Boudreaux's face used to get red, I wonder what oh, his blood pressure so... was at. It's <laughs> probably really dangerously high. <laughs> my One of my absolute favorite hockey gifts of all time is Bruce Boudreaux dropping a humongous F-bomb, and the gif is just heck. Yeah. <laughs> or, even, or even Paul Maurice when he's screaming oh, yeah. at the Panthers <laughs> on the bench in Toronto. That... <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, what was his blood pressure didn't at? Didn't need an expert to lip read that yeah. one. Yeah, it I'd was love to. Th- I'd love to know through the roof. And then you have like a physician, like <laughs> talking about it in the intermission. Yeah, be like, yeah. this is probably not, not the good. ideal for the heart. Not but, good. Uh, <laughs> not good. Because there's some, like Rod Brendamore's like blood pressure would be perfect the whole time. Yeah, because he's such a specimen. Yeah, his beats per minute is probably like seven. Yeah. Like even when Ken Hitchcock was behind the bench. Like, what's Hitch's uh, blood pressure? Those type of dudes. Up right? there, I would yeah, say. Up absolutely. there would be high, yeah. Like mm-hmm. DJ Smith in Ottawa, he's a bigger dude. Yeah, he's... Sheldon st- Keefe's a bigger... He's, he's a stocky dude, too. Yeah, sure. He gets really heated. Especially when he says, um, it wasn't my decision to call up the e-bug <laughs> to play the last few seconds of the game. <laughs> which which like, is great. I keep thinking about that. You know like, why? Because That's he's... popped into my head like five times since I heard that. No, you know why? Because um, he's an old school guy. Because I, I, I'm old school and I'm about respect. And then I get the take is, it would just be better so you score goals. Shut up. Like guys don't want to see that on the other team. You're all professionals. Treat them as professionals. That's what it is. That's why Weidman was so mad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just be professional. You don't have to throw it in our face that you got the, and then you'll get the, oh, we'll do something about it. I hate that take. That's not what I'm guys do not like to do that because it just, it could turn into something later on. Like who made that call? Well, it came from upstairs. Yeah, Keith wouldn't get into it. No, he didn't say. No, I know, yeah. but that's my biggest question after all this. I'm like, who does? Because you know, it was McDavid was, was that, that said it when it was uh, what was it up in Edmonton there with the U of A guy. It was McDavid that was, said it. Yeah, Matt McDavid. Berlin. Yeah, yeah, of course they got to listen to him. Well, yeah. yeah. If you're, I don't think Woodcock. it was like of Matthews course, out Woodcock's here saying, like, yeah, yeah, sir. Sir. <laughs> Absolutely, Mr. McDavid. <laughs> Anything you say. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. I, was um, it Brendan? Was it Dubis? Was it yeah, ownership? It was like, not Brendan like, what, Shanahan. What is going that on That was not here? Brendan Shanahan. Why would Kyle Dubas be like, uh, Sheldon, you Maybe. have to put in the uh, ATO goal. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, that um, that felt like just like throwing a little bit of a, a grenade into something that didn't need one. Uh, we got a text. Do off-season predictions. Uh, we got Eric Francis coming on, my friend, at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Get, strap Dude, in. this season's <laughs> not over, bro. It's like. Yeah, <laughs> and it's do April. Now. It's April. There's still a lot. There's still a lot to do. 
and to talk about. But we got Eric Francis coming up at 8 o'clock. I'm sure he'll uh, give you some off-season predictions at 8.05. All right. Uh, lots to do today. Impossible Flames trivia. Alvin Williams, Eric Francis. Uh, what's your go-to drinking game? We got a couple good ones here. 960, 960. Name and location. After the bong dong for the Baltimore Orioles. And the uh, kick back and have a tug of the homer hose. You definitely could have went tug of the dong bong. No, I like I like Homer that. hose. No, it's dumb. Drinking games, 960, 960, name and location. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Hey, your Johnson rod needs some more tugging. <laughs> your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sports at 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Visit dlbasementsystems.com for everything basement-y serving Calgary and Southern Alberta since 1992. Got a poll question up at George Russick, at Matt Rose, YYC, at Sportsnet 960. Which member of the Flames organization could be involved in his last game with the club tonight? Milan Lucic, Daryl Sutter, Brad Tree Living. Or all of the above. Already 157 votes this early in the morning. Keep them rolling in. Got to have your say. Yep. And on the text line, uh, 960-960, name and location. We're also asking you after, in honor of the dong bong or the homer hose, as Matty Rose likes to call it with the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles, what is your favorite drinking game? 960-960, name and location. We're getting a few good ones here. Um, I I would like to see Alex do the Edward Forty hands, though. He'd be an absolute mess. It's uh, it's not an easy task. No. A like, just normal tasks are hard because you can't use your hands. Yeah. And then B, you know, you get through the first one, and all of a sudden you got a free hand, but you've down to forty of malt liquor. No bueno. Yeah. Um, I would just like to do the actual act of taping him to Alex's hands. <laughs> I think that would be fun too. <laughs> Against his will. <laughs> no, Pat, please don't do that. Pat, no. Patrick's sitting on him while we're taping the 40s. <laughs> while we're taping the 40s to his hands. All right. Uh, we got lots to do. Uh, a Will, Alvin Williams going to join us at 730. And uh, Eric Francis on uh, the Flames future at 8 o'clock. I'm sure that'll be a little spicy mm. coming up at 8 o'clock. Hmm. But now it's time for the Rose Report. And it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you know if you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by ten percent on Fifty First Avenue, Third Street Southeast. Marty Rose, Matt Rose, Matt Rose, Adam Rose, Rose and Blue, Matty Rose. Ah, morning, friends. Flame season finale goes tonight. Another exhibition game. Mm-hmm. Only one postseason spot remains after yesterday's action, and it won't belong to the Calgary Flames. The Jays open up the new-look Rogers Center. How do you like the new confines, Kevin Kiermeyer? NBA play-in games began, plus a couple of local notes, too, so let's get going. The Flames canceled their practice yesterday, as the final game is tonight. They take on the San Jose Sharks. Matt Coronado is expected to make his debut, as per Eric Francis. Elliot Friedman tweeting about the possibility of a Dustin Wolf recall and start two, which would certainly be interesting to see. The Flames have the call-ups. They have the cap space. Wolf would be able to return for not only the playoff run, but the final couple of AHL games in the regular season coming up this weekend in Abbotsford. Jacob Pelche and Walker Dewar also eligible to join the Wranglers postseason run after this game tonight, but that's where the focus lies. Got to get one more win, as Daryl said, after that last game against the Nashville Predators. Uh, yeah, it's all about the dubs uh, yeah. for the Calgary Flames at this point of that's the season. But about. no, at least at least there, there's some interest here on the last game of the season. It's obviously been a disappointing and roller coaster of a year for the Calgary Flames. But yeah, why not? And I talked about this yesterday. Why not give the kid a little taste. Dustin Wolf's been so good for the Wranglers this season. Why not give him a taste of the big show? And obviously, uh, Matt Coronado, too. He signed here. We, You guys called it that, yeah, he's not going to get in unless it's a meaningless game. And tonight's a meaningless game. So why not see the kid they brought in and give him a taste of the NHL and what it's like? Why not? Like, there's nothing to lose. The only thing I, I, I don't want to see Milan Lucic get scratched. 
because this is potentially his last game in Calgary as a flame. Mm-hmm. You don't want him his last game sitting in the press box. Same thing with Trevor Lewis. Yeah. I think they're both kind of in that category. Guys that have been fourth liners, good soldiers for this team for a little while now. So, yeah, I don't know. And, and I like your take. Maybe there are a couple guys who are kind of nursing some stuff that we haven't heard about. Yeah. That maybe could potentially sit down tonight. Like, but Would it be the worst thing to see? Like, if you saw, like, a, a Huberto scratch tonight or, or something like that, like, is there any harm in that? I mean, he's probably going to get in. I'd like to see Huberto play. Yeah. Like, there's certain guys that I just think, you, you should you should be in this one. Like, the fans paid the tickets. Yeah. You should be playing in sure. this game. Like that, I'm like that poor kid. Take, out, a- take out Nick Ritchie. Take out, like, if you want to, like a Dylan Dubé or something like that. But I, sure. even then, I like watching Dylan. I don't know. It's is like it, is Walker Dewar is another guy, but he's played so well. Like, yeah. you really want to punish. It's not that it's a punishment, but I'm sure he would understand. Like, th- this is kind of like it's all about the message you want to leave going into the offseason, right? And I don't know. We'll see what the coach decides to do. Puck drop's going to be at 7 o'clock. Final pregame show with Pat and Lou going to go at 6 o'clock. You got Flames Talk at 4 o'clock as well. We'll be all over this one all day long. Lots of relevant games yesterday as we did see four Canadian teams skate and a bunch of playoff seeding and positioning moving around. Start with the Oilers and the Avalanche, the two hottest teams in the league since the All-Star break. This one, like a playoff game, tied at one until overtime. Puck goes to McDavid on the left wing, back to the point. Bouchard brings it to the middle. Now he'll go to the net. He'll shoot! Scores! Evan Bouchard walks in and gives the Oilers the 2-1 victory in overtime. Game-winning goal for Evan Bouchard. Oilers take a 2-1 win. And as a result of the Golden Knights beating the Kraken 4-1 down in Las Vegas, one game left to go for both Edmonton and Vegas, and that division is still not decided. If Edmonton can win their final game and Vegas loses theirs in regulation, that'll see Edmonton jump over Vegas for the division lead after the final game of the season, which would also mean an Edmonton-Winnipeg first-round matchup. Is that a psychological boost for the Oilers last night winning that game? I think anytime that you can beat a team that is billed as kind of a wagon type of team, yes, without a doubt. You, you got to feel that much better about yourself when you can beat a big opponent like that. And Stuart Skinner was terrific last night uh, for the Oilers again. How Continues much faith, that Calder race, man. How much faith do you have in Stuart Skinner come around one of the playoffs? Because obviously he's the starting goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers. Like a medium amount. Nothing crazy. I, I wouldn't be necessarily worried. I think, you know, goalies in the playoffs can go either way, George. Let me, re- let me rephrase it. How long is the leash on Stuart Skinner in the playoffs? Long. Because okay. I think the other guy is, no matter what you do, the other guy is a worse option. Okay. But. And that contract that, is. That could be the biggest kind of killer of the postseason for the Edmonton Oilers is if they aren't able to get saves. Because we know that McDavid and Drysaddle will be able to score. Probably not the clip they've been able to in the post, in the regular season. Probably. But even then, and am I going to count those two out? Nope. And so far, we, we know that uh, the trade deadline, a lot of us uh, overrate what happens in the trade deadline. Like, who was the biggest piece? Timo Meyer, And he's been underwhelming for the New Jersey Devils mm-hmm. uh, so far. I don't think there is any question. The best deadline deal has been Matias Ekholm to the Oilers. The one that's had the most influence on their team. Just kind of racking my brain because Chikrin, I would say Ekholm's better than that. The two guys in New York, Timo Meyer. Patrick? No, I Just think Ekholm, Ekholm is probably the best because the, like, the Oilers have lost four times yes. he's been acquired. Yep. The, the, the identity the of biggest... that defense has completely changed. Evan Bouchard has stepped up to be in a legit offensive threat at the blue line. Ekholm's the best deal at the deadline. Dimitri Orlov? Garner Hathaway? They were already yeah, good. Yeah, they were already a wagon. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. That's the best I can come up with as okay. I kind of rack the trade deadline in my brain. But again, like, yeah, like even Patrick Kane. Patrick mm-hmm. Kane's been underwhelming so far with the New York Rangers. Been better lately, but a really tough start for him as a blue shirt sure. for sure. But yeah, I'm going to have to agree. And like he's scoring too, like for Eckholm, I mean. like He's actually putting up some points, not just shutting guys down. So... That's great to see if you're an Oilers fan. Uh, the Kraken can also still catch the Kings for third in the division despite losing to Vegas yesterday. A Kraken win and a regulation loss for L.A. in the season finale would see a seeding swap there. Leafs and Lightning yesterday. Joseph Wall got the start backed up by ATO goal, 
goaltender Matt Anuska out of the Windsor Spitfires. They have all these cap constraints. They have injuries to Samsonov, who's just generally sore is what they're calling it. And then Matt Murray's working his way back from that concussion. Wall would stop 46 of 49 in this game. And William Nylander had a hand on three of the Leafs' four goals as they beat the Lightning in a first-round preview by a 4-3 to three score. Over 50 penalty minutes, a couple of scraps in this one. The Lightning went 0 for 8 with the man advantage while the Leafs were 2 for 6. Uh, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, and Mark Giordano all rested for this game as well. Did you see the hit that John Tavares took in that game? I did not see the hit. He got John... blown up in that game. By... Um... I don't know, one of the mean defensemen they have yeah, on the I, point. I don't know who, who hit him, but he got blown up in that game. Uh, Corey Perry was doing Corey Perry things. Pat Maroon and Luke Shen got into a fight. Uh, it was just a, it was chippy, and it's good. It's, it's going to be a really good first-round matchup. It was Mikhail Sergachev. Yes, he blew him up. Who, uh, yeah, he's a, not a guy that I don't think you, you want to play against a lot. Yeah, um, that's going to be a fascinating first round series. Oh, yeah, this on the text line, Stetch Dog, obviously the best trade deadline pickup. Oh. Way better than Eckholm. Well, hard, hard to argue. That's, you, you know how we're fans of the Stetch Dog. Jet- and how we've given him that <laughs> stupid nickname that nobody else uses. No, but that's fine like, by yeah. me. Like, I just started calling him the Stetch Dog, and I don't know why, we're but he's going awesome. With it. Yep. Jets were able to pull out back-to-back nights, uh, wins on back-to-back nights, a 3-1 victory down to Minnesota over the Wild. Some playoff vibes in this one for sure. Um, a couple instances, Josh Morrissey kind of got tangled up late. He, he's he got to be dealing through something right now, but he's battling through for sure. And then Nick Ehlers, um, a nasty reverse hit from Ryan Hartman, which is it was basically just textbook interference. Um, but the Jets are playoff bound. You got to wonder about Ehlers, but... Uh, the West is now set. Eight teams are in. The Jets, whoever they, it ends up being, they're going to face the Pacific Division winner. That game last night, if you actually go and watch some of the highlights and how it's, heated things were at the end, it was great. Scrappy, man. Like, the crazy eyes from both Rick Bonus and Dean Evason were fantastic on the bench. Oh, for sure. And Dean Evason is one of those guys, like, up in our perch in the press box, uh, if I'm sitting on the broadcast side right beside our boy, Patty Steinberg, um, the Jumbotron is directly in the line of sight of the coaches bench, the visitors. And that is the one, like one of the coaches that I'm always like, man, I, I just wish I could see Dean Evison tonight. Just watch him react to yeah. the calls and the benches because he can get so animated. And he has those facial expressions that are just like shock and anger in the most extreme form mixed together. Fun guy to watch. Th- there's my idea for the playoffs. Uh, heart monitor for every uh, NHL coach. Blood pressure, cuff. Heart monitor, see where they're at during some of these games, how angry they get. Advanced stats. They got to yeah. put that on the Monday broadcast yeah. with David all, Amber. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, like you see like uh, whoever, like Rick Bonus on the thing and the cuff is starting to work on his arm and you see like his blood pressure yeah. reading. You're like, whoa, Starts that's high. Like flash. On He's the upset street. right now. The same yeah. way that like when a player is a too long shift, their name yeah. turns red. <laughs> I love it. He's in the danger zone. Other Canadian teams in action. Uh, the Canucks. They got by the Ducks by a three to one, uh, three to two score. Congratulations. Elsewhere, the Bruins set a new record for points in a season with 133. They beat the Capitals by a five to two score. The race for first in the Metro is still on after the Devils beat the Sabers and the Hurricanes got by the Red Wings. Both clubs do secure home ice in the first round. Carolina a point ahead of New Jersey. Both teams have one game left on Thursday. The Rangers are going to be the third seed in that division, and they will head to either Carolina or New Jersey in the first round. As it relates to the wildcard race, the Penguins were hosting the Blackhawks. Pittsburgh controlling their own destiny because if they could win their last two games, and their last two games against Chicago and Columbus, they would get into the postseason. But first, in order to win both of your games, you have to win the first one, and that involved the Chicago Blackhawks. This game tied at one into the third period. How about a former flame having an impact on this one? Handled to his brother Seth, right wing center ice, front of the benches. Slings it down the glass into the Penguin zone. Puck circles and it ends over the left point. Caleb Jones put it on goal. They score! It's Buddy Robinson! Jones fires toward the net from the left point. This deflects to Buddy Ooh. Robinson standing in front of the Pittsburgh He's cage. Our old buddy. In his next motion, he put it in behind Jari for his first Blackhawk goal and a 2-1 Hawk lead with 9.38 left in the third. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad.
Buddy Robinson? Is that even a real name? That's a former flame. You put some respect on oh. Buddy Robinson's name. Sorry. Yeah, the puck hit him, and he just kind of like shoveled it in past Tristan Jari. It was I think great. he was pals with Johnny Gaudreau from college. Yes, yes, he was. Wow. Okay. He's big body, power forward. He's an AHL player. Man, I uh, I checked in. I just looked because I wanted to see. I looked on who actually scored for the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. Oh yeah. And there's the guy who scored the second goal. I go. I've never heard of this guy in my entire life. Even some of those guys on the Preds oh, on Monday well, night, you're like, who? They're all like high picks, but they're they've got yeah. no established well, I, NHL no. experience. Are you, are you talking about Trey Fix Wolanski? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about for the Jackets. Former WHL yeah. standout. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah. Man, I really need to bone up on my dub knowledge. Because right now it's pretty much zero. <laughs> There's some good series going yeah. on, George. Okay, it's be sure. some good series starting this but weekend. You, you, like it's it's hard. I like know. I watch a lot of stuff. Well, and the other like, thing I too just... is it's it's not necessarily like readily accessible to watch. Like you have no. to pay extra to watch it, right? Like I got, understand. Like you gotta watch the NHL, uh-huh. gotta watch the NFL. Oh, I watch yeah. baseball. Mm-hmm. I watch the NBA. Yeah. I watch golf. Yeah. I watch tennis. Mm-hmm. I even watch European soccer. Yeah. Like, like sometimes my brain you just sometimes there's not enough room up there. Yeah. I'd I'd rather watch junior hockey than both the last two you named. Yeah, tennis I know, but that's soccer, you. But exactly, that's kind yeah. of that's the point I'm making. Like, yeah. Everyone like, has a little bit of a different taste. Sure. I love junior hockey, and uh, the postseason's gonna that's be a awesome. Lot of fun. You and Lou. So I got you to lean on. Oh, and yeah. Plus, you watch the CFL. Yeah. I'm g- I'm going to endeavor to watch a little more CFL than last year, which was zero. I so I'm c- going to endeavor to watch some more. I cover the stamps more than I would say I watch the CFL, if that makes sense. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to watch some stamps games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to watch the stamps. Sure. Big year coming up. I might even go down to McMahon this year. Hey, we can go. We can... Uh, Meet up with our good pal, John Bender. He'll show you a good time at McMahon Stadium. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, so Buddy Robinson gets his first of the season. Eighth game of the year. He spent most of the year with the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL. He also had an assist on Andreas Athanasiu's 19th just 26 seconds later. The Hawks beat the Penguins by a 4-2 oh, score. And Chicago puts a huge dent in the Penguins' playoff hopes. One of us, one of us, one of us, one of us. As a result, the Panthers clinch a playoff spot. They'll finish in the first or second wild card spot. Today, two other games apart from the Flames season finale. The Islanders will host the Canadiens. It's a 5 o'clock start. Last game of the season for the Islanders. And with the Penguins losing last night, the Islanders will clinch this evening with just a single point. They need one point against the Montreal Canadiens. And the Canadiens, well, they could really take a regulation loss here as they need all the uh, lottery balls that they can get right now. Mm-hmm. The Stars will take on the Blues in St. Louis. That's a 5.30 start. With Colorado losing and Minnesota also losing, Dallas wakes up today with a chance to still win that Central Division. Uh, they're just a couple points back of both Colorado and Minnesota. Uh, also, George, uh, we found out yesterday the NHL is going to Melbourne next season. Why? I knew you were going to say that. Kings, Why? The Kings and the Coyotes are going to play preseason they're games. Not- the first two games in the Southern Hemisphere. Like, what for? To grow the game, George. In Australia? Australia. They're not even taking the one Aussie player. No, well, but he could be like he could you know, join the Kings or something, I guess. Like, but honestly, like, why do you think growing the game in mm-hmm. Australia would have any imp- like impact on the NHL? It, like it's not like you're ever gonna go put a team in Australia. Like Europe. Like, keep it going in Europe. You could actually have teams in Europe. Well, I think that they'll also do a global series in Europe, most likely. Okay, they yeah, usually I know. do two series. I but... get it. Like, I get it. But this makes zero sense to me. China makes more sense than Australia. Which they did recently. Yeah. Flames and Bruins. I feel like they're just trying to kind of dip their toe in every market. See That's if they great. Throw a bunch of lines in the hey, water and see if any of them catch. You know they should have a game? Where? Where there's a lot of ice. Uh-huh. Antarctica. Yeah. They really need to get those dozens of people who live on Antarctica. And the the penguins. Yes. Got to get that penguin. Again, the league. Like, how about some priorities, right? How about fixing your schedule before worrying about playing games in Australia? Right? Like, you could say that, but that's these are two completely different jobs and departments. Like, that's like saying, like, why doesn't the garbage guy figure out the snow removal? He could. Yeah, he could, but that's not his job. Anyway, all right.
Uh, and for some reason, we're having the draft lottery in May. Yeah, okay. we're looking right. forward to And there's a Saturday night in April that won't have Stanley Cup playoff action. Hey, and a Friday night. Yeah. But a- fill in your bracket because that's important. Fill your bracket, the bracket challenge. You know, here's the thing, though. With so yesterday, dumb. my beer league team won a really tight game, 2-1 in a shootout yesterday. Wow, okay. So as a result, we're going into the playoffs, and playoffs start this weekend. So actually, I don't really mind the NHL being off. It's okay. kind of selfish, but whatever. Yeah. Jays opened up the newly renovated Rogers Center yesterday. Uh, also had an interview with Vladdy that we'll get to uh, just after the recap here. But the building was sold out. The fans traded to a highlight early on. The 2-0 in the air, straightaway center. Loping back here, Meyer in front of the wall, leaps into the air, and he made the catch! Oh my goodness! How do you like the new confines, Kevin Kiermeyer? Up at the wall, elevated, and at the apex, went over the baby blue line and ripped it out of the sky. Wow. Great catch by Kevin Kiermeyer. My goodness. After um, I, I watched the ceremony. I got, All hour and a half of it? Like it was, the even the anthems were uh, an ode to Bleeding Gums Murphy from The Simpsons. <laughs> it just took forever. <laughs> Everything took forever. Let's, let's introduce, and God bless them, every single member of the Blue Jays organization. Oh, I'm yeah. surprised they didn't get the ticket people out there too. Yeah, down to the ushers. Like it took a lot. His bullpen catcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. Like, okay, guys. Great. Really? But that's a big win. The Jays had lost eight of their last nine openers. Now they've gone back this to back. This game was awesome because he had it was. The, the grab from Kiermaier early. He snags the home run. Now Alec Manoa did allow a three-run home run like moments later, which kind of took some of the joy out of it. But then Alejandro Kirk scored. Dalton Varsho on an RBI single at the bottom. They led 3-1, or they trailed 3-1 after a couple innings. Manoa really had to work to even get through four into third. Uh, but he did have a couple big strikeouts in the fourth as he went three up, three down. And the Jays were able to inch a little bit closer on a Matt Chapman solo home run. So it was 3-2 as we headed uh, all the way into the fifth inning. Alec Manoa pulled after four and a third. He allowed three earned runs on four hits. Five walks, though. That mm. concerning. He did have three strikeouts, too. Did you have anything, any thoughts on Manoa's latest start? His third yeah, of the season? I just, he was really good his last outing. His first start of the season was obviously troubling in St. Louis, where he was hit hard because um, the velocity's been a bit of an issue for Alec Manoa yeah. in spring training and a little bit here in the regular season. You'd think he's going to figure it out. But again, yesterday, another shining example of the Blue Jays are concentrating on a lot of run prevention. Yeah. Because that's something they didn't do great last year, catch the ball. And you see that Kiermaier play, that's exactly what they need from this team. And even Joe Siddle talked about it during that three-hour intro to the game, <laughs> that it's about um, it's about the Blue Jays are a more complete team this year. But we've had, we even had Blake Murphy on last year. They still need a little more swing and miss in the bullpen. A little more below in the bullpen, a little more swing and miss. Bullpen was good yesterday. Yeah. Zach Pop came in, he kept that inning clean, he kept the lead at one, and the Jays were able to turn that around with just two swings of the bat. Kiermaier goes three for five with a double, a triple, and five, five RBIs. He swings and he charges one out to deep right field, and he just sent one out. Now Springer rocks one out to center. Green back at the wall. It's gone! Back-to-back pitches. The Jays had their first lead of the game off of Kevin Kiermaier's first of the season, followed by George Springer's second on the very next pitch, and the Blue Jays led 4-3 after five. After that, it was Zach Pop. Pop, 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 pop. Uh, Eric Swanson. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm no different than any other guy. And uh, Jimmy Garcia combining for a clean six, seven, and eight innings. Bo Bichette would be the next Jay to uh, break in the brand new outfield a little bit later on. Bo Bichette will lead off the home eighth inning. Swings at the first pitch and drives it out to deep right field. Curling at the wall. It's gone! Another first pitch home run. That one the fourth of the season for Bichette. Alejandro Kirk had another home run in the uh, bottom of the eighth as well. Five home runs for the Jays, which sets a new franchise record for a home opener. And uh, that Kirk Homer scored three runs. It was a line drive into one of those new social platforms, George. One of those new bars that everyone's hanging out in. But hey, five home runs for the Jays. That's good. They win it 9-3. Today, Kevin Gossman will face Eduardo Rodriguez in the pitching yep. matchup. Uh, the Tigers stink. 
Yeah, they're uh, not good. They can't score runs. Uh, Miguel Cabrera didn't start the game yesterday, and they plan on honoring him too because this is essentially his last season. Yep. But uh, this should be another cakewalk for the Jays tonight. 507 start. You can watch it on Sportsnet. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. also did an exclusive interview with, interview with Sportsnet for opening day. Mentioned that contract mm. talks have begun, but still a long way to go. But obviously, he did reiterate he wants to remain a Blue Jay for life. Yeah, and they had um, Shy and Ben Nicholson-Smith talking about this as well. And I thought Shy brought up something really interesting. The, the the parameters for a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. contract are from like $22 million to $40 million a year. So it's anywhere in between there okay. with how long it's going to be ah, and yeah. what his value is. Yeah, and yeah. even Vladdy said he wants to be here long term. Even went on the, uh, the, the Canada tour that the Blue Jays do throughout yep. the country because he said he wants to ingratiate himself more into the country. So that's great. Yep. So give this man his dough. Yeah. Like he's the face of the franchise. Pay this man. Pay him his money. It's it's probably going to be a 10-year deal. It's going to be north of probably $350 million. Mm-hmm. Just give him his money. He's not going anywhere. He's the linchpin of the franchise. Pay, just play Vlad Jr. his money. Just give him just give him the bag. Do you really want to see Vlad Jr. hitting dingers at Yankee Stadium? You don't want to see that. No. Raptors play the Bulls tonight at 5 o'clock for the NBA play-in. If the Raptors win, they have to play again on Friday. If they lose, the season is over. How are you looking at this matchup with the Bulls tonight? Jake Pertle's been good. He could be a difference maker for this one. Um, They should beat the Bulls tonight. Yeah. But it's just a weird situation. Like, I'm not a big fan of the play-ins. It's, but, yeah. But again, what are, we, what, what are the Raptors ultimately doing here? Like, they're what, winning so they, a game to get slacked by the Bulls. By, by the, the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I, I, luckily, we have a guy who played in the NBA mm. coming up at 730. Yes, Evan Williams. I'll get his thoughts on this, too. But, yeah, DeMar DeRozan, that's interesting. Former Raptor, great. Playing yep. against him tonight. Like, the Raptors should be able to win tonight, I guess. Five o'clock start. Uh, Atlanta was able to beat Miami yesterday. That was a little bit of an upset. So Miami will have to host the winner of the Raptors and the Bulls on Friday. Mm. The winner of that game will get to play the Bucks in the opening round. Later on, the Lakers beat the Timberwolves in L.A. This one uh, ended in overtime, but the Lakers will move on to face the Grizzlies in round one. The Timberwolves have to play Friday for a chance to uh, play against the Nuggets. Today, it is the... Who's playing in the West? The Pelicans and... No Zion, too. Uh, Thunder. Pelicans and the Thunder. OKC. There's no Zion, either. No. Because he's hurt. Yeah, he's always hurt. Oh, my God. Play a game, Zion. Anyway, sorry. And then he got chirped about it, and he got really butthurt. The Wranglers start their final week of the regular season. They play the Abbotsford Canucks in Abbotsford the next three games. Calgary's a three-point cushion on the second place, Coachella Valley. Although it's more like four points, the Wranglers do hold the tiebreaker. Uh, You want to be first. It's a pretty easy path to the division finals if you can finish there. In the AJHL, the Brooks Bandits have a chance to sweep the Blackfolds Bulldogs in Game 4 of the division final in Black Falls tonight. That comes after the Bandits beat the Bulldogs 5-3 in Game 3 yesterday. Bonneville was able to get by Spruce Grove by a 4-1 score in the North Division Final. The Saints lead that series 2-1 at Game 4 tonight from Bonnie. On the LPGA Tour, first major is next weekend with the Chevron Championship. It's the Latte Championship in Hawaii. Canadian Brooke Henderson is the top-ranked player and will be looking for her first win since the season opener. She actually missed her last cut, so uh, a big one for her this weekend. She tees off at 11.44 Calgary time. She's one of four Canadians in the field. At the Monte Carlo Masters Tennis Tournament, no real surprises so far. Both the top seeds, Novak Djokovic and Stefanos Tsitsipas, have advanced to the round of 16. They'll play very early on Thursday as the remainder of the round of 32 is just wrapping up right now. Mm-hmm. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, uh, Maddie. And the Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. All right, straight ahead. We got a poll question we want to talk about, about your Calgary Flames. Uh, We're also mixing in your favorite drinking game, 960-960, name and location. We'll talk to Alvin Williams at 730. We'll talk to the franchise at 8 o'clock. And we're playing Impossible Flames trivia at 830. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.